With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. In the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad lie, bad do, bad bad, bad, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Farella Palatial, right across the river through the woods from where Granny's getting out of the rehab center on Sunday and moving into the Farella Palatial. But before she gets here, she told me to pick her up a big bag of the diamond label tire, ho, hot row, bubble bath. Check out who. She said she loves it at 25.5%. Check out who. Check out who. In New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, they're ready to travel in some kind of fashion. Check it up, should do that. All my friends are coming off of the party. Oh, rats on the west side, but bugs uptown with a mess of touch, tatter, rubber, and just splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake out, shake out, shake out. Hey, what's kicking? It's Pharrell with your boy Mafia tonight. Toll free the number 844 79. The Knicks and Grizzlies going to overtime at the Garden after the last shot that Memphis had with eight seconds left. They missed the shot. Morant and R.J. Barrett's driving layup tied it. The Knicks had no business being in this game. They were getting their ass beat by at least 14, 15 points the whole night. And the Grizzlies just laid down and started letting them get back in it and making mistakes. Randall woke up. He took the night off. He wasn't trying to score the whole night. And they were doing whatever they wanted with Valanchunas, Morant, uh, this guy, Bain having a big game, Brooks having a big game. And then I have no idea how, uh, you know, I watched the game. And then all of a sudden the Knicks are uh, tied and they're going to overtime. So it is what it is. We'll keep our eyes on it. I, I really think Memphis has played better than the Knicks in this game. I won't be surprised at all uh, if they win it, but you never know. Maybe the Knicks will pull it out. They've been losing a lot of close games lately. Uh, they're in every game, and then it gets down. They talked about it. Uh, Clyde Frazier talking about every game that's close, three or under, they lose. They lose all of them. Here we go again. Close game, overtime, three-point game right now after Memphis hits a three to open the extra session. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. Here's the deal. Uh, last night, I missed the uh, show because, uh, and Mafia knows this is uh, what happened because he did the show. So I was like, I did coast-to-coast uh, coast at, <laughs> at 4 to 6 Eastern. Everything's fine. No problem. I had some issues uh, when I was doing the show, and when I got off the air, 
I went downstairs and I was going to have dinner. I had the salmon going, had it all going. Uh, the Nathan's crinkle fries had it all going. I was stoked for a big uh, dinner. And then I had like a baguette to go with it. Look at Randall hitting a deep three and the Knicks have the lead by a bucket. So I'm standing there and all of a sudden I just get the worst. I mean, just absolutely like someone had taken a sawed off shotgun and shot me in the abdomen pain. And I mean, honestly, I was crumpled over. I literally could not stand up. I could not sit down. I was crumpled over in agony. I started uh, sweating bullets, literally like Popeye. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline Radio Network, Armed Forces Radio all over the world, Who Bra Soldier, Who Bra. It's for all on the bench on a pain-free Friday with Mafia. So anyway, I, I get I feel like I got shot in the uh, abdomen with a sawed-off shotgun. I bend over. I'm sweating bullets. This is all in like two minutes. And then I, I finally just say to 34C, I'm like, something's wrong with me. I got to go to the hospital. I'm like, sick. Something Something's wrong with me. Interior. <laughs> like, inside. So she jumps in the truck and hauls ass and drives me to the uh, hospital. And I was literally in the car. I was dying. I could, I could barely breathe. And I could not get comfortable. I was just in this seat in agony. And then I get to the hospital. And they uh, admit me immediately. And the next thing you know, I'm in there. And they hook me up, shoot me up. I'm like delighted city i'm floating like a rock star and then i started uh busting up what was that movie mafia i told you about with uh, damon wayans when he had the gold tooth and he was the uh sergeant in the army what was he sergeant bilko yeah i started talking like sergeant bilko and i was doing uh talking about my haircut and i had it all going i had like everybody was laughing they all thought it was funny but i was completely uh in another world and uh, one thing leads to another, and uh, they take me in for a CAT scan. Next thing I know, I got a uh, giant kidney stone in me. And, I mean, it was awful. I mean, to tell you, it was the worst thing ever. And I was in absolute brutal agony when I went in there. I mean, I was like, I can't even tell you. I, it Literally, I thought I'd been shot with a sawed-off shotgun. That's what it felt like. I mean, that's the only way I could describe it. It was just like a Peterbilt. Uh, well, I'll tell you when I come back what happened. But it was the craziest thing ever, how it all played out. 124-121, Nick's up right now in overtime. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Hee-Haw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
right, Pharrell on the bench with Mafia. Uh, again, 844-843-6879 is the number. And so I go to the hospital. They uh, light me up. Next thing you know, I'm talking like Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> I got the whole thing going, man. I was just, I didn't feel anything at that point. Uh, they had me going on the Toradol, the Dilaudid, the, the saline. The, the, I had, first of all, the chick came in and tried to tap up on me and she missed the vein. And I'm like, I was like, holy Pharrell. I was like, come on. <laughs> I was like, and my wife said I was cussing at her. Because uh, I wasn't, I just wasn't having it. I was in agony. I got no time for missing the vein. Like, you know, like swinging a miss. What is this, baseball? <laughs> you get three strikes. So I, she missed. I'm bleeding. Next thing I'm, I'm like, yo, what, what, can, we, can we get somebody in here that knows what they're doing? And then they go to the other side and get me. Next thing you know, I'm just absolutely on United Airlines flight 90 to Hawaii. And I was gone. And all I know is uh, they put me in a, cat scan they they find the rocks crack rock in my tracker next thing you know oh, by the way the knicks are gonna win this game they're up uh five i can't even believe it i can't even believe they're winning this game honestly they played like crap all night 129 124 this is more memphis blowing this game than the knicks winning it so i eventually uh have this whatever four millimeter stone in me and uh, what they do is they laser it or whatever, and then it breaks up into a bunch of pieces. And then uh, you, you know, go to the bathroom and it comes out like nails. I mean, just absolute asteroids coming out of you. It was the worst. I, I mean, it was like a Peterbilt driving out of my D. It was just the worst thing ever. I was like, what is happening here? I was like, I felt like I was giving birth. Honestly, I, you know, these women have these babies, whatever. They're like, you know, you talk about pain. This is that kind of pain. I mean, I, I asked 34C. I'm like, what, what was that? She's like, about what you're dealing with. <laughs> Cause I was like screaming. I mean, it hurt so bad. And I'm not a, a, a wussy, even though mafia called me in the hospital just to let me know, he said, uh, I'm just calling to let you know that you're a wussy. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks. Not what he I called. said. He's like, he said, you're a, you're a wussy. And then started using other letters. And he said, don't be a P and don't be a B. And, you know, man up, you wuss, breath, all this other. And then I, I literally, um, I was in there for five hours. It was the worst. Then to top it off, when I left, they gave me a fat bill, right? Like, so you got the deductible or whatever. I'm leaving. I could barely walk. I'm holding on to my onions. I got nails coming out of me. And the guy gives me a strainer. He goes, there's still a bunch of them in there that you're going to have to, you know, go to the bathroom and, and keep going and it'll come out. And I'm like, oh, God. So I'm walking out of the hospital and they're like, hey, Mr. Farrell, you got to pay the bill. And I was like, what? <laughs> Here I am bent over. I'm, cr I'm crippled over. I'm giving her the credit card to pay some giant bill. You know, there's nothing like going to the ER when they slap you with the bill. And then you go home and a couple weeks later, you're going to get another one in the mail. Oh, my God. It wasn't even worth it. Like, I, But I could not have survived, honestly, without them. Obviously, I, I get that now. If I like was at home with no drugs and no one to help me, I would have, I, I, I don't even know. I would have, 
I, I know I would have hit the floor because it hurt so bad. Like it was, I've had every surgery known to man. I have, I have literally broken every bone in my body. I've, I've had every surgery known to man. When I talked to Dr. Chow on coast to coast about injuries, he knows I know everything. I could be a doctor. In fact, I am one on general hospital weekdays at three on ABC. Uh, I actually, I know everything about surgeries. I've had them all. I've had four ass surgeries. Just, you know, fistulas, fissures, the whole deal. I've had the Colorado and Little Colorado break in my tracker in the garage door many times. Mafia remembers. I've had nothing but problems with my keister. In fact, uh, I have sore, like massively, you know, I still have issues with these asteroids in my D right now. So I'm rocking the pillow. Look, I got the pillow going here, Mafia. I'm rocking the pillow. So uh, Mafia is the one that turned me on to that. He bought me one of those a few years ago after like my fourth uh, ass surgery. He he got me turned on to the gel butt pillow. So I'm rocking that right now. I'm sitting on it right now because when I sit on this chair for like whatever, two hours to do shows, um, what happens is you feel like you have a drink, like you've, you've gone to a kegger and you've drank like a hundred beers and you've, uh, you gotta, you got the, you know, the whizzers, you gotta go every like two minutes, you gotta hit the woods and crank it off because you just ch chug so much beer and you you've eaten no food and you just are liquid. And it's like going through you like a freight train and you're just every like five minutes, you got to go hit the woods and, and, you know, relieve yourself. Right. So the difference is with kidney stones is you feel like you have to go like, like 10 out of 10, you got to go like you're, you, you've got to go now or you're going to do it in your pants. That's how bad you have to go. But when you go, nothing comes out. So you're standing there at the toilet and you can feel just massive rush of like the river Kwai coming through you, but nothing comes out. It just is stalled. It's like blocked. How about that one last indignity? By the kidney stone. You just have a completely shut down uh, pipe and you're just done. No soup for you. And it, it is absolutely nothing for you. No soup for you. No soup for you. So I was screwed, but I did talk like Sergeant Bilko for like a half an hour, 45 minutes. I was talking about my clean cuts, huh? I got a clean cut, you know what I'm saying? You see how clean, you see how, you see how clean and tight it is? Like, I mean, military clean. It's like clean and tight. So um, I had it all going last night. Uh, apparently, I had a, quite a performance in the ER because there was a lot of people there that caught on to the fact that I was there. And there were people yelling Don't for help. I'm beautiful. That's exactly the voice I was rocking. But I, I had it down to a science when I was lit. When I was delotted up and... and and tore it all up. Like, I had it all going. Then I sounded a lot like Bill. I can't even do it now. But I had it all going Homie except for the gold it. tooth. Homie, don't Homie play don't that. Play I had it. it all. So, obviously, I called up uh, the boss, I man. So. And I said, listen, my D fell off. I'm in the hospital. I need Mafia and Carver High, as usual, to do the show. For years, I have told management at all levels that I uh, think Mafia and Carver High should always do the show when I'm not there, vacation, sickness, whatever, et cetera, due to uh, the audience knows them the best, and they know the audience the best, and they know the show the best, and they're good together, and uh, they know me, and they know the way we do it, and they know what people like. So why not let them do the show? 
When we were at CBS, they were having none of it. They just absolutely never listened to a word we said to them about anything because they're all a bunch of knuckleheads and losers and drips, and they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, they don't. It was just like idiotville. Mafia, you know it's true. So, like, I really like the Thank people. Thank you for ruining no- the show and dropping a steamer on my journalistic integrity. That was my boss right there. Except he sounded more like a New Yorker. I'll just stop with all your incessant telling me what to do with fill-ins. I just don't like, I'm not comfortable with Brian and Mike. Brian, he's good on Christmas Day. It's not really You know, that probably didn't go over too well. It's not a holiday to us, but we're, we don't approve of the holiday itself, but, but Brian can do the show on Christmas Day. We don't consider that a holy day. At CBS. <laughs> but here they do the show at Sports Grid because Sports Grid's cool. They get it. They get it, and I think that they approve of legalized marijuana. That's just my guess. I'm not sure, but last night when they gave me the Delata, my boss said they should have given me reefer. with people. Everybody expects every team in the effing league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose. Nothing for you. How about that? One last indignity. Alright, Pharrell on the bench with Mafia. Let's go to the hooks. Allen in Pittsburgh. You're on the bench. Hey, Scotty, long time no talking, man. Love you guys. Got the best show out there. Thanks, man. How's it going, dude? Question, Pretty good, sir. I have a question. Now, I was reading anything on the Steelers in the, in the upcoming draft, and they're looking at Kyle Trask. The way it looks in the first round. What do you think of Kyle Trask, sir? Yeah, I you know I think he's uh, he was a decent college quarterback. I, I don't think he was uh, great or anything like that. You never know. It's funny how it works out, though. Sometimes I feel like uh, these guys that they hype up, uh, the top picks, you know, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, uh, you know, uh, Jones, and then the kid Lance. They've been you know shoving them down our throats uh, for you know, basically the whole season and then uh, the last couple months. And it's only going to get worse for the next, you know, 20 days or whatever it is. And they just keep cramming them down our throats like they're the greatest thing on earth. And then it ends up being guys like Trask and uh, Kellen Mond, seriously, that end up uh, having decent careers because they always give us these other guys like they're automatic. And then, you know, Sam Darnold, I mean, they did the same thing with him. And then the guy ends up being bunk. And the bottom line is they traded him to Carolina because uh, he sucked. That's that's why they are drafting Zach Wilson, because Sam Darnold sucked and never did anything. All he did was lose. And then I'll give you this. Mafia knows the Jets did nothing to help Sam Darnold. They, like, let him go out there, play naked with no help, no talent around him. The only time he was ever good was basically when Robbie Anderson was on the team. And no one ever thought anything of him, but he scored all the touchdowns. So 
That was Darnold's guy. So my point is, guys that they think are automatic end up being nothing. You know, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that Trevor Lawrence and, and any of these other guys, Wilson Fields, are going to be nothing. But here's the deal. I mean, I, I think Fields is a great quarterback and a great arm. And I think he's smart. But I think every quarterback that ever came out of Ohio State to play in the NFL sucked. Every one of them. Every single effing one of them sucked. I mean, literally, you can't even name one that was good. And then and they were all average at best. Average at best, I repeat. So, and then this guy, Lance, up at North Dakota State, we've already seen that project. Wentz, he turned into a terrible quarterback. Now, I think Frank Reich's going to turn him around. But I think Philadelphia ruined him. And I think his injuries hurt him, too. And I think he hated it there and just wouldn't admit it. And then when they started benching him, uh, that was it. So all I know is if it's Trask, then, you know, develop him and, you know, teach him. Ben will help him. I always thought that Ben should come back, even at his age, even after the Browns game. You know, in the Browns game where he was so awful, I thought the team was awful. I thought the game started with that pouncy snap over his head into the end zone and a, and a Brown score, and it was over. Game was over. You start that way, it's going to be a bad day. And that's what happened. He threw four picks. He was terrible. But he also threw for 500 yards and four touchdowns. And people say he sucks. So I'm not having it. I think he can teach him. If Trask is the guy, great. Mond, great. Whatever. But we'll see how it plays out. They definitely have to, I think, move forward with a plan because I think Mason Rudolph sucks like absolute, I mean, just dog. Uh, he's a dog. I just can't even watch him play. I really can't. I think he's terrible. Uh, they put him in there several times. He's never done anything except run, you know, run backwards for his life. I never saw him produced. So whatever they do, have at it. But, you know, I think it's going to take time and, and patience and learning and it doesn't matter. They're not getting any one of those top five. So whatever they get, Hopefully, they'll, uh, the trend that I've seen, and, and, you know, no one ever thought Tom Brady was going to be good. No one. He was a six-round fat white boy, and no one thought anything of him. And then he ends up going to 10 Super Bowls, and he wins seven rings. And I'm not suggesting the Steelers will do that with a guy like Trask or Mond or whoever they draft, even Ian Book, whoever it is. All I know is uh, no one ever thought he was going to do anything, and no one ever thinks anything of, like, uh, no one ever thought Fitzmagic was good. And now that guy's, you know, dealing on Sundays, keeps getting jobs, keeps throwing touchdowns, comeback wins, everything else. And so I think these guys in the NFL know more, frankly, than any of us. I don't any more than you, me, any, like my dog knows as much as they do. The, it's a crapshoot. They pick these guys. They all think they know. And then the guy sucks. I mean, can you imagine they had uh, – Duck Hodges playing for them. He was terrible, too. I, you know, the only reason that guy stuck in Pittsburgh for a couple of years is because he had a funny name. People were like, Duck Dynasty and all of a sudden the BS. He sucked. When I saw him come in to play the Jets, it was embarrassing. I was at the game. So I don't care about him. I really don't. I just think, um, you know, it takes a luck, and hopefully the guy will, will grow and learn. Good hearing from you, Al. Be cool, man. All right, let's try uh, Colin in Wisconsin. You're on a bench. How you doing, Farrell? It's been a long time since I talked to you. I was your biggest fan on CBS Sports Radio. And oh, now hey, I man, how's it going? Tonight. I'm, glad, I'm glad you found good, us. Good, good. Yeah, I was missing you, man. It's not the same without you. But I just discovered I believe you that. now. And I'm psyched, I... I'm psyched for WrestleMania. 
Uh, who isn't? Right? Like, I love it. I just wanted to say that, is that, is it going on? Is it this weekend that it's happening? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, well, I just it's wanted to nights. say, what? well, it should be five nights. I, I want to sleep with the Bella Twins at the same time. I just wanted to say that. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, Oscar's going to hopefully retain her title. Becky Lynch is coming back, so. I like her, too. Do you think, Becky Lynch um, is coming back? yeah. I like her too. Do you think uh, Charlotte Flair would want to have an affair with me? I think so. I think you got a good chance there. Yeah, um, I but, do too. And then I was wondering what Packers should do for the draft. Well, I think they should uh, not draft another quarterback uh, because that ruined everything for Aaron Rodgers. I think he still wants to leave Green Bay over it. Uh, you know, this guy's talking about uh, playing, you know, Jeopardy and being the Jeopardy host. And he has no idea what's going to happen to his career in Green Bay. It's up to them. And he sounds like a guy that knows his uh, leash is short in his career there. Uh, meanwhile, he's been, you know, brilliant. I won't deny that he's an incredible uh, quarterback. There's no getting around that. But I also think, like anything else, uh, that they've had, you know, really bad luck uh, when it boils down to it. I mean... I believe that my guess is he's winning, you know, no more Super Bowls. I think he should have won one already beyond the one he has against the Steelers. Uh, everybody thought he should have won the last two. He, sh he was in the NFC Championship game two years in a row, and they lost both games trying to get back to the Super Bowl. The guy just can't get back to a Super Bowl. It seems like that because it's all on his shoulders. Nobody else does anything. I mean, the bottom line uh, you know, I think they have some really talented players, Adams, Jones, whatever. Uh, the defense has been an issue. Then it was a lot better this year, and they still lost. So uh, I don't, uh, I don't see him winning a Super Bowl. That's just me. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got his ring, and I think at at some point it's going to end. I don't believe he's staying there long term in Green Bay. I really don't. I think well, I, my guess is this is his last year there, but I could be wrong, and he could play three or four more years there and then retire. But I think he's going to move on like uh, Brady did and like uh, Montana did and like Favre did and uh, like all of them. They all do. And so at some point they all move. They move on because they, they think they have something left and the team that has them doesn't. And so it's an amicable parting of the ways. And I think he'll leave at some point. I could be wrong. And look. Uh, I'm not going with the Packers again. I'm not going to ride the Packers into the Super Bowl when every year they go uh, to the playoffs and lose. So uh, bottom line is now I know that when they play in a big game, they lose. And he's the quarterback. So it is what it is. And, I, you know, they get to the, the divisional semi or the title game. I'm betting against them because they lose every year. And that's the bottom line. They always fall short. And I think he's sick and tired of it. So we'll see what they do. I think they gave uh, Jones a lot of money, and I think they'll regret that. I'm on the boat of a uh, dime a dozen, these running backs. There's a million good ones that can do the job. I don't think you need to pay some guy tons of money. Like, I wouldn't give Barkley money in, in uh, New York either. He blew out his knee. I think he's a great back, but he blew out his knee completely. Absolutely restructured knee, rebuilt, bionic man, the whole deal. I don't buy into a guy that's blown out his knee in the NFL, blown it out, that I'm going to give him some big, giant, long-term contract with a ton of money. Forget that. I'm not doing it. So I'd get rid of him. 
and get somebody else in there. Diamond doesn't throw another meat in there and see what he does. And um, the, I think the Packers, you know, needed more work as usual on their defense and on their offensive line. They lost uh, Bakhtari, all these guys. Uh, I think that caught up with them. And now uh, that's an issue for me. So uh, what I would do in the draft is defense and offensive line and not worry anymore about – they already have good receivers. Everybody said they didn't have any receivers. They had Lazard. They had the big tight end. They had all these guys producing for them. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers could throw to uh, milkmen, and they would catch touchdowns. So I still think they're a really good team, but I don't see long-term with him there. That's just me, right? Good hearing from you, 844-843-6879. Just pick it up, dial it, and dance. We'll put you on the air. You're listening to the source of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. So uh, Joe Musgrove, the former pirate, go figure, right? Uh, you knew he'd go to San Diego and do something. He's working. Uh, we'll see. They're in the ninth with, uh, I guess, San Diego's at Texas. So they still have the bottom of the ninth. But uh, San Diego's up 3 nothing on Texas. And uh, Musgrove has a uh, no-hitter going with three outs uh, to go. Obviously, it'll get broken up now that I've mentioned it, right? But he's really doing it tonight. No runs, uh, no hits. Uh, what'd you say? How many strikeouts did he have, Mafia? A last check, it was 10 looking right now. Uh, it's still 10. 10 Ks. 10 Ks. And uh, it's just crazy. Eight innings, no runs, no hits, no walks, 10 Ks. But he hit a batter. So he beans someone. So that's why it's not a, a perfect game right now. But the bottom line is nothing is over until Texas has those uh, three at-bats in the bottom of the ninth. We'll see if he can get it done. Go figure. The guy in Pittsburgh never did anything. I mean, never did anything. In Pittsburgh, he was a bum. Now all of a sudden, he's uh, working on a gem in Arlington at Globe Life against the lowly Rangers. Although... The Rangers are uh, 500 right now after a week. They're 3-3, three and three, so they're not that bad. There's worse teams in, in baseball. Uh, so, anyway, here's the deal. Who hit – what happened, Mafia? You're telling me somebody just hit a home run? Yeah, Olsen on Oakland just hit a three-run homer in the top of the eighth to break up a 1-1 tie. It is now 4-1 for the Athletics. We know have been struggling, especially against the Astros so far this year. Yeah, they've been. They were five and zero against them, or was it six and zero, something like that. But they're they're beating them now, four to one. The Reds uh, lead the Diamondbacks one nothing in the third. I will tell you uh, all these games and let you know what's going on. Uh, the Rays beat the Yankees in Tampa ten five. The Rays own the Yankees. It's been going on for years. Everybody always talks about the Yankees winning the World Series. They can't even win their division. <laughs> they're gonna. You know, they lose to the Rays. That's all there is to it. And they've also been losing to the Orioles. 
So they're overrated as usual. Dodgers one nothing over the Nationals today at Chavez Ravine in their home opener. Dodger dogs for everybody. They gave out their World Series rings. Very nice. The Giants beat the Rockies three to one in the city. The Angels seven to one over the Blue Jays. I mean, they just own them. Now all of a sudden they've been in Dunedin. The the Angels are seven. Or excuse me, six and two. They win seven to one. O- Otani home homer drove in four runs. Haney pitched six scoreless, and they beat him seven uh, one tonight in Dunedin. Look, I said today on Coast to Coast, and I'll say it again. Uh, I'm done with betting against the Angels. Today was the last day. I took the Jays, and I said that if the if the Angels win again, I'm going to start believing in them that they're uh, legit because they have uh, notoriously been awful. They notoriously don't matter. Uh, they notoriously are done long before the All-Star break. Their season's over, usually. Uh, Trout is never sniffing the playoffs. He's been there once, and they lost. That's his whole career. And then he re-signed with them for big bucks to stay in Anaheim, and they still don't do anything. But now, all of a sudden, uh, they've come alive. And a lot of that has been... Trout, and a lot of it has been, I think, uh, Otani all of a sudden. You know, he has a blister. He's not pitching, but the guy's hitting. He's smacking home runs. You've seen him driving home runs out, deep home run shots. They're winning games, and they're actually uh, getting productivity, as far as I'm concerned, uh, from all kinds of guys on that uh, roster. Bottom line, it's crazy what they've been doing. Otani's hitting 300. Trout's hitting 429. Rendon's hitting 260. He had two hits tonight. Walsh is hitting uh, 375, the first baseman, hitting game winning home runs. I mean, uh, it's just crazy. Stasi, the catcher, hitting 357. It's embarrassing. Even Fowler uh, hitting 250. They got uh, Dexter Fowler on that team now. And, I mean, they're just hitting. Bottom line, that's it. And Haney uh, looked good tonight. Six innings, three hits, two walks, nine Ks. That's impressive. 64 strikes. Nice job. Claudio and Rodriguez helped close the door. And uh, there you go. Once again, Walsh with another home run tonight. With Trout on base, a 400-foot shot. Otani, 422 to dead center. Otani doubled the deep right center. Fletcher and... Uh, Stasi and, and Rojas scored a bases-clearing double, three-run scored. He drove in four in the game. He's a freak. That hit made it 4 nothing. His home run made it 5 nothing. Walsh's home run made it 7 nothing. And then uh, Toronto got a measly run. And uh, they're 3-5 uh, and five now with their uh, vaunted lineup in Dunedin. Uh, it really sucks. It, it really does at some point or another that uh, – the Jays and the Leafs and the Raptors. Uh, I think the the Leafs are playing at home, right? The Leafs are playing in in Toronto. But uh, the Jays and the Raptors aren't. They're playing in Tampa. So I think it sucks for their franchises that actually it is not uh, played out well for them that they uh, have, you know, 
their whole operation moved to Tampa, Florida, and they're playing all their games down there. Yeah, now guys get to go golfing every day. That's great uh, when they're home. And when they're on the road, they're on the road. So I think it's probably like my guess is that it's like being on the road all the time when you're living away from home and you're playing uh, away from home in Tampa and you're never in Toronto uh, in your own bed, at your own home, with your own family. Now, I don't know. I'm guessing because I didn't I haven't researched it, but I'm guessing uh, they all live uh, wherever in, in Dunedin and around Dunedin and they have condos and uh, apartments and whatever suites and hotels, whatever it is, and their families can live with them. My guess is that I don't think they're alienating them from their uh, families. I think they, I think they actually mafia. Do you know that? Like, I think the families can go down there and live with them like in a condo or whatever. Uh, and they can go to games in Dunedin, but uh, they just can't go home to Toronto. Right. No, I'm sure their families are down there with them. And, eh? you know, cause you can move around the U S and the U S is, Far ahead of Canada right now with vaccinations and relaxing restrictions in certain areas, especially you know baseball is talking about if you get eighty five percent of your you know tier one people vaccinated, then you can start to relax some things. So I'm sure their families are with them and uh, spending the time in the U S. right now because things are worse in Canada. They, they're just so far behind with vaccinations. Everything shut down. You know you hear Cam and uh, and you know boy Gabe uh, talk about that all the time. Uh, Cam can't go anywhere up in Toronto. So what about uh, you? You can't see your daughter ever. How long has it been? Uh, physically it's been over a year, you know, I Skype with her every, every, you know, whenever I can, but it's been over a year that I've seen her physically, like the uh, first week of May, March last year, she came down for a week, you know, when she's off of break, brought her back. And then within a week of bringing her back, that's when everything started getting shut down. So you haven't actually hugged or kissed your daughter in over a year. That is correct. Yeah. She's in up in Montreal and, you know, things have been off and on with lockdowns there. And we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they start to ease things up as the vaccinations pick up here in the U.S. You know, maybe if you show that you're vaccinated, they'll let you over the border. But the border's been completely closed, except for you know essential stuff for over a year now. At this point, how fantastic though has it been that you haven't had to see your ex for over a year? <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't have to deal with her. I just didn't see her. Well, it's better than having to deal with her and see her. That is true. It is true. So that sucks. You can't see your daughter. I feel horrible for you that uh, you can't see your daughter. I also uh, feel horrible for Cam uh, that it sounds like uh, when we talk to him every day that he's in like a prison up there, that he literally can't do anything. Like everything's shut down. There's no bars, restaurants, anything. He said he can't even get like you have to get your booze and beer and stuff like that in the daytime because it they close at like six o'clock. There's no, there's nothing after dark. There's like curfew, and then it's like a you know teenage wasteland in Toronto. You can't do anything. Is that true? Like it's basically what he's been telling us. Yeah, that's what he's been saying. There's been a lot of those you know lockdowns and a lot of restrictions put on because they've you know whenever they've had a spike, they've kind of just shut stuff down, try to keep people you know protected and keep them safe. And, you know, that's unfortunately cost guys like him. You know, he loves to go out and, and light knife and things like that. But it's not safe to do it up there right now. So he's had a lot of lockdown time, just stuck at home with the girlfriend and uh, just having to drink whatever's in the house. Yeah, but, I mean, you can go out during the uh, morning and get yeah. uh, beer and booze. Or does he run out by the sunset? <laughs> <laughs> with Gab, you never know. I mean, he's not getting those handles he usually gets at the uh, duty-free in Buffalo, right? You think he gets uh, Speedy Weedy delivers him uh, chronic? You think he gets it? Uh, do they? You think they still deliver during the uh, Pharrell Demic? 
I mean, that'd be smart to do it. I mean, I think it, you know it's legal in Canada. And if there's any time to make a whole bunch of money, it's when people are stuck inside. I mean, people were alcoholism and drugs were on the rise with the pandemic, with everyone stuck at home, right? So, I mean, you know, nothing to do. You need to, you know, get out. Can't physically get out. Might as well have your mind wander a little bit with a little uh, puff puff, right? What about uh, what about relations? Are more people having babies? Because uh, I read the story today on Coast to Coast that uh, New York is planning a quote slutty summer end quote that was the story today in the new york post that uh new yorkers are planning on uh you know uh quickies everywhere everybody's just gonna have just casual relations all over the place this summer everybody's going out looking to get a piece and uh there's no remorse no regrets another day another death they're literally everybody's doing it uh there's going to be a massive spike in babies born well, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think in some ways you definitely have had babies, you know, a lot more babies born. But I think for the most part, except for Carver High, which I'm amazed that he went the other way on this, I think it's mostly first children that you're getting a lot more of. I think if you had kids and you were stuck home in this pandemic, you're not planning on making more until you start to see the world again, until you get out and get some freedom and get away from your kids for a while. Because when you're stuck with one of them in the house, I'm sure it's a nightmare and you're not thinking you want more of them around at the same time with everything going on. But somehow Carver High with uh, with Ray Lewis still decided to have another one here. But you'll see a lot of first ones, but I'm sure there's also a lot of uh, divorces and breakups happening when you're stuck around someone 24-7 for you know over a year, right? So uh, Carver High, uh, his daughter is so, so crazy. We call her Ray Lewis. She's just an animal. I mean, this chick, is she means business. She's like bouncing off the walls like a Green Day song. I mean, she is lit. And she means just absolute violence and business every day. You can, when we're on the TV side, you can hear her screaming and yelling and, and just raging. And now she's got a little uh, baby brother that she wants to bounce around like a basketball. And that kid, so he had relations with Hot Nicole and they had a baby. Oh my God. Uh, I just, I don't even, I couldn't handle that right now. I'm done with babies. I'm done with all of it. People are like always showing me their babies. I'm like, thanks. Your baby's beautiful. Don't touch me. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with your baby. I see babies all the time and these chicks with their strollers and their, you know, their first kid and they're just so gung ho and happy and so all over the place. And uh, just, you know, rolling in. I see them at the gym all the time. And I'm just like, oh my, because they have like in my gym, they have the kids academy. They got the little baby, like, you know, preschool thing going on daycare and uh, i want no part i run past that window i don't even want to see people with babies they got their ass beat they were going through the motions they were lifeless i don't like that or condone that at all i play it straight up yo Joe Musgrove throws the first no-hitter in Padres history in 53 years. He threw the no-hitter tonight in uh, Arlington against the Texas Rangers, and he beaned a batter. That was it. He, otherwise, he'd have a perfect game. The guy literally, he, what did he face, 28 batters, Mafia? No runs, no hits, one hit batter. That was it. No walks. No walks. Per, almost a perfect game, literally. That's amazing. He beamed a guy. That was it. Other than that, he, I mean, he got the no-hitter. So he didn't have a perfect game because he beamed a batter. But no runs, no hits. 
No walks. That's crazy. Bean won, faced 28, and uh, threw the first no-hitter in franchise history. All I have to say is, nice job, Ben Sherrington. The GM of the Pirates is an asshat of the month club. I mean, honestly, dude. You gave him up for a bag of peanuts and let him go to San Diego, and he threw a no-hitter a week into the season. And in Pittsburgh, he absolutely sucked. He never did anything. He was the worst. And then you knew the minute he got out of that place, he was going to become something, and he throws a no-hitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Almost a perfect game. He beamed the batter. That was it. Ben Jerry, you suck. <laughs> All those guys they brought in with you, Darvish, with Blake Snell, you got Clevenger eventually coming back. You got, you know, Lamette. They got all these incredible pitchers. And the guy to first throw a no hitter is Joe Musgrove. I can't even believe it. Yeah, they have all those great pitchers. And then the one guy that they get from the Pirates throws the first no hitter in franchise history on the road tonight at the. Uh, Petri Dish, otherwise known as Globe Life in Arlington, where it's sold out every game and there's 50,000 fans coughing on each other and giving each other the Hanta.